Andrell's podcast, where the help comes from self and from community, where we engage in communication to better understand ourselves and the community at large. Join in on the conversation. Hello, everybody. We are here again with a new installation on our podcast. It is still Andrell's podcast, still to be determined in terms of a new name. But for now, Andrell's podcast is coming back to you again. And uh, today I'm uh, quite pleased and honored to have uh, someone in my presence. I'll let him introduce himself in a moment. But before I do that, I do want to check in with everyone, see how you guys are doing, see if you had a chance to click on that subscribe button. You know, I talked about it last week. I'd love to have you guys um, signed up so that you can know when I'm dropping a new podcast. So you get to meet all these new people that'll be joining me um, over the course of 2020. Um, So please don't hesitate. Don't be shy. Wherever you are, Apple Podcast, um, if you're on Stitchler, if you're on, I can't think of anything else right now, Google, wherever you are, click that subscribe subscribe button and you'll be able to be the first to know when something drops on my podcast. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce or have my guest introduce himself and then I'll pepper it up if I need to, if I feel he hasn't done a sufficient enough job <laughs> introducing himself. So go ahead, tell 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 the lovely people who you are, your name and... Uh, I'm Alliston Thomas and I am Andrell's husband. She has invited me on this podcast to talk about relationships and how to make them better, how to work through problems. Uh, I guess the topic came about uh, as we wondered what words come to mind when we think about relationships. So, yeah, somewhat. We can get into that. He was very, he noticed how he glossed over who he is. He just went straight into what I'm trying to make him do. Um, so yes, this is Alliston Thomas. <laughs> um, he is my other half, um, my uh, cheerleader and my supporter. So I'm excited to have him on the show today um, to not only share um, part of our journey and our learnings, because a lot of times some of the conversations I have with you guys are actually conversations I've started with my husband and I you know, expanded and shared with you guys. So I'm excited to be able to do that with you guys. But I'm also um, excited to have him a part of this whole process that is, um, is emerging, you know, in terms of the, uh, the new intention and and vision I'm setting for 2020. So I'm excited that Alliston Thomas, my hubby is in the house. I'm going to insert clapping here right now. All right. <laughs> the, the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. Well, so you're on point. We're talking about relationships. So, Allison, tell the lovely people what is so special about February. Of course, aside from our birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> our birthdays in February. Yes. And what else happens in February that the world tends to go crazy about? Um, I guess the only thing I can think of is Valentine's Day, which is not really an important day for me. Oh, Lord. Okay. (laughs) Yes. You'll hear a lot of those type of things. And you're right. It is Valentine's Day. And in honor of Valentine's Day, I thought it would be great to, um, for the month of February, to focus on relationships. Because I think Mm. a lot of people, when they think of Valentine's Day, they think of 
lovey-dovey flowers and yeah, chocolates. Solid commercial things. Right. Um, and for me, the concept of relationship is a bit larger than that. Mm. Um, even the concept of Valentine's Day, I don't think, should be restricted. And I think a lot of people think that this way, too. It's not restricted to romantical, but it's very much also connected to just people we care deeply about, right? Mm. So, having said that, you know, we, um, we've... Learned a lot over the years. How long have... So 2008, 12 years now? Mm -hmm. A dozen. dozen years of um, being in each other's lives. Seeing a lot Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. learnings and growth. Yes. um, Different countries. um, Children and death. Like we've just gone through a roller coaster of things. And we've Mm. had to navigate a lot, right? Um, And relationships have been one of them, right? Well, I guess relationships are what will hold you through any events that you, mm-hmm. you know, have to do with in your life. Um, relationship with yourself as well as relationship with your partner. Um, so whatever circumstances come in your way, uh, maybe taking a good look at the types of relationships you have um, around you to get you through those circumstances. Right. And that's where we want to go today um, or start today for the month of February. The idea of not simply the self-relationship or the other relationship as in your partner, but relationships in general with people. And there's, um, I think there's one or a theory or an approach, I guess, that we have really been drawn to um, when uh, Bishop T.D. shared about the three categories of relationships. Um, (laughs) He just made a face. Um... That's where it stemmed from. I can't remember if I remember exactly how he he labeled it, but uh, he talked about the three C's is what you're talking about? Yeah, the three C's. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when that came out. I think we were back in in Boston. uh, Boston, yeah. But this idea of the three C's came about and it has, you know, guided us uh, in our relationships um, so we can make better decisions, better choices, and just bring better, pe- better people around us. Uh, so the three C's. Mm-hmm. What's the first one? Uh, confidant. Yep. Um, comrade mm-hmm. and uh, constituents. Yes. Yes. And I guess we could break those down. Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was, I think, um, presenting it. And I think we maybe had an approach similar to that. We just didn't have a, those terms mm, and concepts. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a time when I was in school and I mentioned how I kind of categorize relationships in one of my classes. And uh, one of my classmates was very upset um, mm. because I presented it more from a seasonal perspective. Reason, knowing, season, or lifetime. Yeah. Like, you know, you know how to position people so you don't mm. get heartbreak in every single time that there's yeah. a transition and you need to move on. And for him, he didn't like that because it was mm. the idea that, you know, you're a friend, you're a friend for life, even mm. if we're not in each other's lives indif- in, indefinitely, right? So, Well, I think the term of friend becomes a broad category. And I think that's why a lot of times we end up getting hurt because we expect certain things from uh, people in our friend category. Mm-hmm. But we haven't really categorized them so that we can know what to expect from the people that are uh, surrounding us. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where the problem comes in. Right. Right. So do you want to share with the lovely people maybe what a confidant 
Yeah. So um, what it means for us are people that um, you, the person that is really interested in or has your best interest at heart. Um, normally it's, you know, it's usually one or two of those people that you get throughout your entire lifetime. Um, you know, either they've been there forever or they showed up out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and they're just your ride or die. They're the person who I like to say, you know, you got, you know, booger in your nose or, (laughs) you know, uh, your slips hanging, whatever it is, you know, (laughs) that they're going to say, Hey, um, let me talk to you for a minute. Right. <laughs> you know, they're really wrapping their love for you um, in a nice, caring way to tell you that something that you're doing, maybe not working right, um, where other people may see you and whisper behind your back or uh, judge you or laugh at you in your way. This person's like, hey, man, um, you need a tic tac. Right, right. You know, like, you know, or, you know. Metaphorically and yeah. the, the real way. I can't, yeah. have you, can't have you going out like that. You right. know what I mean? Uh, that, those, 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 that shirt ain't looking right on you. Or, um, the confidant. That's the confidant. And I think if you add, you can also add, I think, in my opinion, a confidant is also that person, as the word implies, is a person that you can truly share um, vulnerability, mm-hmm. like, vulnerability with right you can go to and share these dreams that sometimes you have to protect your dreams you can't Mm -hmm. just go and tell just anyone because they will dismantle it and delay you right Mm -hmm. but a confidant is that person that can hear you and hear your vision yeah right and even sometimes see the vision for you and along Mm -hmm. with you I think also on the other side, they may not see it, but they just support your vision, support your passion. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, show me what that looks like. And uh, whatever you confide in them, they're they're your support team and they're ready to roll with you. Um, So like I said, I think you only get about one or two of those. And I think a lot of times we categorize all our friends in the confidant category. And that leaves you with... You know, heartache. I see this a lot with, uh, you know, maybe teenagers that I've worked with when I was in the school system. Uh, oh, she's supposed to be my friend, or he was supposed to be my my boy, mm-hmm. and you know, you're not, do, you know, you did me like that, and it's like, well, is that really your friend, or right? You know, but when you go into the deeper categories of friends, then it's like, wait a minute, I guess, I guess, maybe they're not my friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they may be your comrade. There we go. I was going to say, let's segue right into that second C. But before I want to highlight something, because I think it, this concept will help um, clarify the different categories. A confidant will fight with you, right? And fight for, for you, you. Yeah. right? Now, a comrade, that person that, like you said, they weren't necessarily your friend. They weren't necessarily even your enemy. They happen to be walking alongside you in the same direction for a certain moment in your life, right? So it's kind of like those p- students who are in school, you're in a class together, mm, you're completing yep, a degree. Great, yeah. So we have study parties study together, yeah. and uh, we encourage each other, yeah. we check and we learn from each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, by default, because we're spending so much time, time together, together yeah. all of a sudden we start doing things outside of school yeah. as well. Our friend like things. Right. <laughs> so we think we're friends, right. right? But I think a lot of times... I don't want to say we, convenience, but there's a level of convenience connected to, you know, that interaction somewhat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
um, the time spent together is convenient. Like, yeah. we're going to be in the same place anyways. Yeah, we're in the same journey together. Right. You know, heading towards the same mission. You, you know? Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm going to give you my deepest dreams or the things mm-hmm. that are really bothering me. Because right. maybe we were just trying to get a degree together. So, right. you know, me telling you a personal issue that I'm having, you know, is where I think the problem comes in and people kind of merge or blur those lines and that's where the heartache begins or the, the pain and frustration and you, know, you get into a lot of arguments and stuff mm-hmm. like that because you're expecting, you know, the wrong thing from the wrong person. You're expecting an orange from an yeah. apple. <laughs> there you go. That's the worst, mm-hmm. right? Um, but absolutely, it's this idea that we're doing something together you know, here's here's something I would want to say to somebody who's not sure, like, how would I classify? I mean, I'm not in school, I'm not working, and I'm not in that type of a setting. How do I really know? I feel like a lot of times when you're thinking of something you would want to share with someone and you say, mm, I can't share that with that person. That, for me, is a way I can say this is a comrade. Mm-hmm. We share one area in common. Well, yeah. But we can't, we don't cross over Mm -hmm. into different arenas. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you're truly a comrade in school, a comrade at work, a Mm -hmm. comrade in this, you know, at the gym. It's Mm -hmm. a very specific or, you know, there's a clear boundary Mm -hmm. um, because you feel like you can't open up in different areas, right? I like like the student analogy that you're using um, because... You know, in the school or in college, let's say in college, you know, maybe you guys are studying the same topic um, or getting the same degree, and that would be your your comrade. But your con- as we transition into constituents now, mm-hmm. it would be the people who are taking different degrees in that college mm-hmm. that you happen to run into on a daily basis. Or hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, their friend, their friend, or their friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to give them my mm-hmm. personal information or tell them my you know my dreams or goals tell them what i got in my last test right you're right, my class right, right and you don't right. know and you exactly. don't care right yeah. right mm-hmm. but we're we're all students at this university so mm-hmm. we repping our university right. more than we are repping each other each other right yeah. and so i'm gonna back up for the comrade we fight together so for the same purpose or right same goal, for the yeah. same purpose or goal confident the person fights for you mm-hmm. and fights with you mm-hmm. in the comrade they fight with you towards one goal they wouldn't fight necessarily for you on right. their own issue yeah. right they're not getting anything they ain't getting anything out of it they ain't fighting for you it, we, ain't, we ain't that deep, <laughs> yeah right uh, i'll fight with you because uh, it means i get my degree too or it means that i uh, I, we both get a benefit for from working together because we're walking in the same direction, mm-hmm. right? Now, a constituent is a person that um, would set aside a difference in order to reach a certain goal, right? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use a, I hate it's it, politics is just so easy to kind of really share an example when you think of right now. Democrats are really pushing against Republicans, pushing against the current president, right? Not all the Democrats, you know, not all the, you know, the, the, what are the the people in the house called? Um, So they're not senators, but the governors, they're not all in agreement, right? But they are in agreement on this one topic. So they will fight together Mm -hmm. against this one thing. Yeah. Once that's one, then they're back we, at each other's throats. Now we're going to go back at each other, right? <laughs> yeah. We're constituents. Yeah. So we can fight in accord on one thing. However, um, 
once that thing is is resolved, I'm back to being at you. Yeah. Like, watch your back, right? Not not, not in a negative. Maybe not, not necessarily you're not enemies, but right. we're, we might have different agendas and we're working right. towards different things. And if you get in my way as a constituent, they may just run over you. Right. You know, so if you go giving your constituent, you know, once again, your comrade, person, pri- pri- uh, comrade privileges. privileges. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and you end up in trouble. Right. So we just presented on these three C's in a way that kind of just helped us kind of segment and maybe understand different relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I'm going to give you all some background on basically how or what how we've been using it recently. Let me put it this way. Um, We moved out to Charlotte in 2016, but I think even before 2016, we had, we're both coming from a, you know, social work background. So Mm. we have often been providers and caretakers. Right. Mm -hmm. right? And so what we found was happening was that even outside of our jobs, a lot of the people gravitating towards us were, in a, we found ourselves in a position of provider, mm-hmm. not only at work, but also in our personal lives, mm-hmm. right? So where we were thinking maybe they were our friends or, uh, you know, they're in that position of friend. We were expecting the wrong things from those people because they only saw us as what they could get, you know, or what they could, um, how we serve yeah, them we in their current mm-hmm. situation. Right. And it wasn't necessarily ill intended. Yes. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Malicious. It's just like, Oh, this person can help me with this. Yeah. And you know, so when we were thinking, Oh, this, this, this is a friend or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, how come they're not calling or why are right. we the only ones calling or yeah. they only call when there's yeah. an issue or they I'm need doing help. all this and yeah. I don't feel yeah. like I can get that so back from that person. Is that the type of relationship that I'm looking to have? So you start thinking about what are the kind of quality relationships that you want around you and your family in terms of what direction also do you want to go? Right. You know, and how, what type of people do you want around you? Yeah. And I remember... I don't know for you, but, and maybe this is the human, the woman in me. Um, I remember getting upset in some of those relationships because I had misplaced expectations, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I had not positioned them with this clear understanding of the dynamics of the relationship, Mm. I would go in there thinking I'd be able to get this from that person. And when they failed miserably, Mm. I just thought they were Mm. horrible people, Mm. horrible friends, when I didn't really accurately position them in my life to know do you know what i mean what to expect from them right right so for us coming i think we had already started doing that work when we were in boston already Mm. but then when we moved to north carolina we were very intentional about the idea of we want to ensure looking through that lens yeah yeah, looking through the three c's lens to make sure that as we were starting from scratch right and you know we're looking at just a new direction or starting mm-hmm. on fertile ground that we got the right team players around right. us. Not to say that we're not going to help, you know, people who come our way or realizing that we, what not to expect from them. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. how much of your time to give to those people Absolutely. that will take away from yourself and your family yeah. um, was really important. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know about you, but, it could be a very lonely place to be 
I think I'm grateful that we, I have this family, my new, you know, like my husband and my kids. And so that gave me that, that community and support that I can't imagine that really practicing intentional relationship building can sometimes feel a little lonely because you, you're, you're not, you're not judging people, but you're kind of understanding who is really for you and who, you know, who you can turn to. And like you said, with a confidant, we're lucky if we get two in our lifetimes, right? Mm -hmm. This is not something that comes every day down the street. And like, you're like, I left, you know, Boston and I I got my new confidant. I'm all square. (laughs) That does not happen. I think (laughs) we were lucky that we moved with each our confidants to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So the idea of looking for a confidant was not there, but I'm looking for comrades who are the people that I can grow with and that I can move forward with, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to say it can be a bit lonely, but... Would you say it is rewarding? It's very rewarding. Um, I think it goes back to that. Uh, I maybe said this earlier. Mm-hmm. The idea of starting from scratch and creating first a relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there working out to create relationships with other people. Um, doing the necessary work uh, within yourself and sitting in the you know, uncomfortable space that... You know, if you sometimes people may be alone or they don't want to be without company or people or just noise around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you some time to, to really sit with yourself and learn more about yourself and how you can grow. And then from there, you're able to have sort of mirrored relationships, you know, because as you grow, you know, certain things you will tolerate and not tolerate yeah. and then you realize you'll you'll realize that you'll find the people around you who are sort of like-minded mm-hmm. um you know and then from there you you, know, you begin to grow and, and plant those seeds that you're looking to, to plant right and and you know it's the idea like you said um one you surround your, you're starting to surround yourself so it's a process of i think being okay and uncomfortable with shifting what felt normal. So for us, it was normal to always be in provider mode, right? And I can't say us. Let me retract that because he's he's thinking, he's like, I don't know, I, I don't have no problem not being a provider. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, um, coming from my, just my makeup in general, um, it was a struggle to not get sucked into always finding those type of dynamics and relationships where I was always a provider mm. and being okay with one being in a relationship where somebody said, well, how are you doing? And what do you need? Right. Oh, right. right I've ne- yeah. Like for me, it's always like, what do you need? How can I help you? Right, what? Right. And so I'm doing, doing, doing. And now somebody comes and asks me, what do you need? Like, I'm uh, like, oh, hello, uh, uh, what well, need? <laughs> That's right. I do have needs and, and I haven't even had a moment to think about mm, them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that that new dynamic of being in a putting different. Self first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like I, I like I said, I think putting self first allows you to it's kind of a counterintuitive, but not in a selfish way. But putting self first allows you to have, you know, better relationships with the people around you. I think we used to 
maybe go tit for tat with this, like or in terms of our philosophies earlier in our. Yes, in our so it is a man philosophy versus a woman <laughs> philosophy. Right, right. I like right. to say human, the woman philosophy, because you know, I, I there's this comic out there. It shows a man sitting in front of the TV, and he gets up and he says, "I'm going to bed." Mm-hmm. Then the next shot is him in bed. Then you see a woman in front of the TV, and she says, "I'm going to bed." Then the next shot is her putting the laundry in and then setting the dishes <laughs> away, and then do like we do. Like so, we it's hard for us because I think we're wired differently to Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to put me first, right? You guys are amazing at putting the mask on yourselves first. Um, Right. It's not natural for me. I'm not going to say for every woman, but for me, it isn't. And we've we've come to some good compromises. I think just for speaking for the brothers, I guess, you know, (laughs) if I, you know, it's like if you don't put gas in the car, you can't give anybody a ride. True. You know what I mean? So... If I put gas in the car, I like for example, if I'm hungry, I'm gonna sit down and eat. I'm not gonna look for for other things to do, and then I know I will have the gas I need, the energy to to help the people around me. And I think the philosophies are different. They're not wrong, but they're just different in how they work because I think our our purpose in relationship is different. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. No, I ain't mad at you. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna un- unpack that <laughs> one. But um, back on this topic of relationships, can you know? Can we like maybe just dig a bit in the topic of what it took? Because really, what happened is we had to say we were gonna be intentional about changing some behaviors that were very instinctive and natural to say that we're gonna shift our way of functioning so that we don't create these same patterns. It's like that girl who keeps dating the same type of guy. Mm. They all have different names, but they all look the same because they do the same type of things. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, dude, or, you know, it's like, girl, this guy is exactly the same. What's different about this scenario? Why are you back here? Right? Mm. So there's these, there's this, um, a thinking, a way of thinking that we have to shift. Right. Um, and, you know, we're talking about that, about being intentional, about how we, you know, engage in the relationship building process. Um, any thoughts on that? How we engage? Well, or the intentionality that it was it required from what was so normal, because you always were a provider and, mm-hmm. you know, in the help field, to now saying, I'm going to try to explore new kinds or new groups of people to bring them into your life. Well, I think... Um, patients come to mind, um, because it's easy when you first meet someone to be like, Oh, Hey, you know, let's get together and let's, you know, I think a lot of times people throw out, you know, just frivolous terms or, Oh, let's do lunch. Let's do this. Right. 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 And it's like, uh, as soon as they turn away, they, the, the, you know, it's forgotten. Um, you know, so being patient with letting true friends or, uh, Let, letting them manifest mm-hmm. organically um, for you and see where those, the relationship goes as opposed to jumping into relationships um, and then placing them into your confidant category. Mm-hmm. Or... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think patience. Right, because uh, you know, I always say that people people send their representative the first absolutely first first thirty absolutely. thirty sixty days. You know, they send their representative. Everything is nice and shiny, and then <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. You know? <laughs> so that patience to be still and allow 
people to be who they are and show mm-hmm. you who they are. Yeah. Um, and then you can realize from there, oh, okay, well, I want to proceed further or mm-hmm. move forward with this person. So it may sound kind of mechanical in terms of placing them in these categories, um, but I think we, we do it um, to some degree. We, it just It's not on the surface that we think of it. Uh, we don't think of it as clearly mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. saying, let's... Where do these people go in the three C's right, category? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. Because, yeah, well, I'll stop there. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, there, it definitely requires a level of patience, patience with myself, um, as well as the other person in terms of just letting it, like you said, happen naturally. Um, I think another factor for me was I had to embrace the discomfort involved in approaching somebody that I saw something that I respected and I was intrigued by and I wanted to learn about. So, you know, you see people who are gifted in an area or excelling in an area and that you're kind of saying, you know, you want to either learn that skill and rather than be intimidated because it was outside of what I thought was my lane, I had to kind of like embrace that discomfort and the fear and approach it and see that, see what it is we could have in in, in common as opposed to thinking, well, we, we don't we wouldn't have anything to talk about really because mm. she's she or he is in a different place and there's no you know commonality there because um, not only did I have to embrace my fear but it also forced me to realize or not realize to give people a chance to be whole and by that I mean as a as a healthcare provider I can spot the mm. areas of weakness yeah <laughs> and so I'm only gonna focus she, on we that turn that off sometimes right <laughs> so I can I'll focus on that. And I won't see the other whole, the, the healthy side of them, right? And so if I'm only seeing you from that vantage point, it's hard for me to see your, not hard for me, but I'll be so focused on that, that I'll, I'll neglect the strength in you sometimes, right? Um, so for me, that that piece of kind of pushing beyond that was a big part of building new relationships and being exposed to new things. So you said something amazing. So we were speaking about, you know, this podcast and you said that in doing so, it allowed you to expand your world because you are now being exposed to people who are teaching mm. you different things, right? Because you're, you do stocks, right? You like to, you know, you're trading and whatnot. So you mm-hmm. were able to meet people in different arenas. Yeah. That they was, would normally meet. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. That's one of, that was one of the biggest things. Um, is the patience allowed me to see things differently from different angle and then also, you know, really meet new people uh, who you would normally, you know, put in your friend category. You know, I, I think um, I met a, I think he was probably about 80 years old, a gentleman who was in the stock market and um, just came up to me at the Barnes and Nobles one time and just said, Hey boy, what are you looking at? And I'm like, what? It's like, <laughs> first of all, he called me boy and we we're in the South. And I was like, eh, I'm like a grown ass man. <laughs> but, um, it gave me time to just kind of step back, take a pause. And then yeah. I, I ended up sitting having a conversation with this guy for actually the entire day. Cause I think yeah. I had to pick the kids up around three. Yeah. And, from that day forth, um, I've been trading since yeah. 2000 and I want to say it was 16, 16 yeah. somewhere around there at least. Yeah. So just, just that idea of being patient and meeting new people, then, 
you know, when you're on fertile ground, the right people show up. Right. Um, and which is also the law of attraction, yeah. right? Because we said it in our minds um, that we wanted to start from scratch and being intentional and mindful of who we had in our circle. And I feel like once we moved to Charlotte, maybe it was the the the, the concrete um, newness, right, of a new city felt like it was easy to say, let's try, let's start, let's try to be intentional here. We, we're starting from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there, there was that element that played a part. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole idea that we had it in our minds and in our, in our intentions to do it. And we started getting connected to a group of people, a different and very, like, they they range yeah like, vast they, they <laughs> yeah. range right all the way from eighty to right like their twenties you know and they're great people mm-hmm. and it's it's it was like very genuine people right yeah. but we I think we were open and ready to receive or engage with them I don't know if it's a, a question that we would not have paid them attention or if it was simply a matter of we opened ourselves looking for like mindedness I don't know I'm not sure. But I do feel that that there is this thing with the law of attraction, what you what you're what you open yourself and prepare yourself to receive and you give out and in turn in turn you attract back to you. Yeah, I can I can agree with that um, to some degree. I think, you know, what you focus on will manifest. And I think this whole idea of relationships, um, you know, because we in turn reflect the people around us and they, Mm -hmm. and we kind of bounce off of each other. So, you know, make sure you're creating the right relationships. So, you know, I think they're important because let's say you're in a relationship or you're a girl or a guy that you're having, let's say, you know, relationship problems. Um, and in your bigger circle, you're getting your same, you're getting one type of information from, the people around you mm-hmm. to maybe counsel you in your personal relationship with right. your partner, or your spouse. I think that can be a very, you know, dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I think it, it causes people to just make choices that aren't good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to what I said in the beginning again, just taking pause to look at the relationship you have with yourself so that it can spill over into the types of relationships that you have with people. Um, and then being able to choose the people you want around you based on who you have defined yourself to be or the direction that you're heading in, um, you know, on your journey. Right. Right. And you beautifully tied this in. So you're wondering, I don't know if you're sitting here wondering, why are we talking about comrades, confidence and constituents and relationships and law of attraction? Um, The thought is in this month where if you are with someone, you're just thinking of candies and flowers, a date (laughs) night, a cute picture to post on Instagram on what y'all did. Or, you know, I'm not going to be vain. Let let me not assume any vain. There's any vanity here. Um, But the idea that... I think there's this concept of what Valentine's Day is, what it means. And I think 
I would want to encourage everyone to pull back and consider it more from relationships in general. It's something I'm very passionate about, you know, because it speaks to community and it speaks to, you know, the external parts that are integral to the building blocks of who we are, right? That's Quality why relationships. Right. Yeah. Quality, not just mm-hmm. all of them, but quality. Um, and that's what you're saying, like understanding yourself in order to kind of know what it is you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why our next topic um, will be self-love. But for today, I wanted to present the topic of relationships in general. So you can maybe think about that and what, what that means to you, what that should look like. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can start considering friendships and relationships you have so that like like you said the expectations which is another topic we'll talk on later on but the idea of are you expecting the right thing from the right people in your life right or the right thing from the wrong person (laughs) the right thing from the wrong person the wrong thing from the right person (laughs) (laughs) expectations they will they will disappoint um if they are definitely not placed in the right Mm. person's hand do you know what i mean like i can expect from you because you are my confidant and my you know i know you'll tell me that sucked or that that could have been better Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. hard truth but wrapped in love right Mm -hmm. right coming from a place of you're fighting for me yeah i'm fighting for the team so you know i'm for her i'm for the team and you know making sure that you know all the team members are cured for not just physically, but mentally and spiritually. And um, if something is slightly going against your team member, you yep. know, hey, yep, uh, I think you could try this and see how that works for you. As opposed to, I think sometimes when we have to deal with those areas in our relationship, we can go into it in terms of a position of authority, but just being patient or being considerate of how you deliver information uh, for your teammate um, in that relationship Mm -hmm. uh, to push the whole team forward. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, that's, that's what we're trying to get at. Understand who's in, who's in your circle, what, um, what weapons you can give them. Cause if they're not fighting for you, that weapon could be turned around Mm -hmm. and used against Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so the, the importance, you know, in all those horror movies or those drama or whatever, it's the person closest to them that poisoned them. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Mm, I need to be able mm. to get to your drinks to be able to poison you. So it's not really, How could you? Right? it's not that person yeah. in the other country. That was a, yeah. It was your mm-hmm. closest person. Yeah. So if you don't know who's around you, mm-hmm. you could be way more vulnerable than you mm-hmm. think you are. And so I want to, tonight I wanted to just present that whole idea of relationships and for you to consider that um and next week you know we'll we'll dig into now that you have a sense of the different relationships let's think of self-love and what that looks like so i'm excited for that topic because guess who gets to be a guest again oh jeez guess that would be me (laughs) what do you mean guess that would be you we already spoke about this guys he already knew he's just being Alliston you know don't worry but he'll be here along with another good friend of ours Doris I'm excited for you guys to hear her perspective um, and her her lived experience which is um, gonna inspire you um, I think to really consider how you love yourself and and the choices you make for yourself Mm -hmm. Um, so guys think of your relationships as we creep in towards Valentine's Day, I want you to start thinking of your relationships and think of 
what which ones are truly deserving of celebration and which ones may need to be reconsidered right mm, i ain't mm. telling nobody to break up with nobody right, don't, right, don't right, send right, nobody right. my way <laughs> but definitely just give it some thought because i think you are valuable i think you um deserve to be loved mm-hmm. and i want you to know who is doing that for you mm-hmm. versus yeah being able to see uh the person that will love you the way you want to be loved as yeah. opposed to you know confusing the the what you want right. with what you're getting yep and you know, keep asking that question of, well, how come this person's not doing this? Or you're supposed to be doing that. And you're like, well, you're getting it from the wrong person. Right. You know what I mean? You need to make some decisions around that. So, yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Cool. Did I hurt? No, we, we survived. I did. <laughs> well, guys, I uh, thank you again for your time tonight. I'm going to reiterate um how much i appreciate you guys for just tuning in and listening um especially as i grow on this journey i hope this um conversation did something for you guys and it's leaving you with thoughts um definitely encourage you to maybe reflect make that list try to consider who you have around you and and um, where you think they fall those those categories again is um confidant a, a comrade and a constituent um if you follow me on Instagram, I will include a link to the video that Bishop Jake spoke when he breaks that down. If you are interested in listening to that, I think he did a great job. Um, so if you are, just check in my um, in my box, in my, uh, my bio, and you'll see that link. If you aren't following me, go ahead and do that. Andrell.jncharles at, or my handle is Andrell.jncharles. It's the same handle on Facebook. Please go ahead and follow. That's where a lot of my um, thoughts and also my podcast get posted. So please go ahead and follow and you'll catch that link tomorrow on, um, on that, those different relationships. So guys, it's been a slice. I'm excited to, uh, continue this conversation, but until then I will release you and I look forward to, um, talking to you guys soon. Have a good, good one and, uh, love, love the people who deserve to be loved. I mean, love everybody but make sure you invest in the people that deserve deserve it. Have a good one.